Hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode, so if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, G's and T's. Because mm-hmm. they're refrigerated. Quintessentially summery. We are in a quintessential summer situation at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, air conditioner at Casa Parent has, right. uh, has uh, gone kaput. It, it took us a couple of days to figure it out. Because we were like, is it warm in here to you? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just going through menopause. Whatever. Right. Well, and I was I was out camping, which we'll get back to. But, like, I was camping. And so, like, Thursday, I was like, it's a little warm in here. But, like, our, our thermostat kind of lets it ride a little bit to let it. Because mm-hmm. one of the things is if you run your air conditioner for longer stretches, it gets colder and dehumidifies better. Mm-hmm. So an attempt to dehumidify our AC will run longer stretches, which means it lets it rise above where we had it set a little bit and then brings it back down. And so, and then it's all for longer and then just does that again. So, you know, there's a whole math there. And so it was kind of rising a little bit. I was like, hmm, hmm. But it was like 75. It wasn't like bad. It was like a degree or two higher than it yeah, should be. Yeah, 70. And then it was 76. And then it was 78. And then it was 80. And then it was 80. And I was like, there's something up. So I called some folks and had them come up. And they took a look at the AC and they're like, she dead, Jim. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, time that to get sucks. some estimates. So yep. spent today, timestamp Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Spent today talking to AC guys about what it's going to take to uh, get this thing back together. Adam <laughs> took some time off because he has a bunch of vacation to burn. Uh, and we have some stuff we need to do. Uh, my parents are coming in for the weekend. It's our first, like, vaccinated hang with the grandparents. Yay. Uh, but also, like, we haven't had anybody in our house in a year. Clean. <laughs> so it's extra disgusting. So yeah. Adam's like, I'll take off. We'll clean and we'll make sure that, like, things are ready. Which then also add to it, talking to AC guys. Mm-hmm. So Also, like, our kids have all this end-of-the-year stuff, like field days and park parties and right like meet and greets and sign your yearbooks and you know it's just all the stuff. stuff and so i was just like you know i'm just gonna take some days play chauffeur play chauffeur chauffeur yeah i know chauffeur and then uh take some days play chauffeur and then um you know yeah just get, get, it get done. some stuff done and i did so it kind of worked out that I was home to talk to these folks, but I don't go anywhere anyway, so it wouldn't have been right. really bad. I just would have been like, hey, guys, I'm, I'm going to be out of pocket for like 30 minutes. I'll be right back. Right. And and talk to a AC guy. But anyway, so they'll be here in a week to put it together, and we'll have air conditioning again. Yeah. Fortunately, we had like 85 degree weather this last week. Yeah, it hasn't been terrible. Uh, and then it's been in the 70s since then, and we'll probably mostly maintain there till like mid next week, and then it will be a pretty miserable Wednesday. But so, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah, you know. Also, maybe my kids are out of school, and I'll just be like, 
here. Just go to the go library. To, go to the library. <laughs> why don't we go see Grandma? She'll uh-huh. hang out. No, she's not home. So why don't we go to Grandma's house? And you guys can just hang out there. Right, and use their Wi-Fi. And use their Wi-Fi to do whatever we do. We'll see. It'll be okay. We will survive. I have survived entire summers without air same, conditioning. Same, And my kids think this is the worst. <laughs> They're but very soft. They're they very are. Soft. We are raging, raising fragile children. But anyway, so that's how our week's going. Yeah. Anything else about our week? I camped. That was yes. the other big thing. I did you a camped. five mile backpacking hike through national, like state parks. And I uh, I helped little kids climb uh, indoor climbing walls. Yeah, it was fun. Belayed. Yeah, you're a belayer. Yep. I only belay like tiny children, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Only mostly hurts your arms and stuff, but yeah, otherwise... it's, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Uh, for my training, I did have to play like a full-grown human man, and I was like, "This is not okay." <laughs> they have to counterweight you, or uh, tie you to the floor. They didn't. They didn't tie me to the floor. Uh, but part of the training is like he's like, "Okay, now I'm going to climb and I'm going to fall, and I'm not going to tell you when I fall because like that's how falls work." <laughs> Fair enough. And he definitely, like, lifted me off the ground. Like, he didn't fall off the wall, but I was definitely, like, not on the floor either. So, we made it work. Yeah. I did not I did not drop him and kill him, but... Nobody loved this situation. Mm-hmm. So. It was not ideal. They yeah. made me do it again. So. And then did they tie you to the floor? No. They're like... Still? Still. They still didn't tie me to the floor. How are you supposed to, like, not... Get lifted off. You're supposed to just lean back and, like, like squat it out. Like, make your legs hold you down. And you're like, honestly, your legs can press 400 pounds. Like, if you do it right, mm-hmm. they can hold someone who's much bigger than you. I guess so. But, I, but are your feet anchored somewhere? No. I mean, your feet are on the ground, but then you're, like, sitting back in, like, a squat. Right. So if he weighs more than you... Well, and there's also the teeth in the belay like clip yeah but if that's 100 percent efficient mm-hmm. then you're not, you're in a balance it's not 100 percent efficient. so you're just slowing him down yeah don't slow him down if you slow him down too fast you'll get yoinked mm-hmm. but even then at some point he's anyway it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you passed and no children died and right you're right. i'm real good at bullying 50 yay. pound children yay so that was fun but anyway but here we are mm-hmm. middle of the week it's hot as it's balls. Real, it's real hot. <laughs> our bedroom is super stuffy. We got to turn the fan off. And I got a warning that our thermostat thinks it's too humid in my house right now. Which, I mean, it, they're not, not wrong. wrong. They're not, not wrong. wrong. So it's a whole situation. We and have a little letter board and Adam changed it to it's getting hot in her. Yeah, our kids are like, what's that about? I'm like, ah. Oh. Don't Google that. Please don't. No. So, but it's, um, it is what it is. We'll survive. Mm-hmm. We'll make do. We'll drink gin and tonics and chill and. Right. And other, other, uh, summertime delightful beverages. summer beverages. I did buy some shandies while I was at the store. Cause I was just like, yeah, I'm hot. Yep. <laughs> I buy hot foods. I didn't buy like 12 pints of Ben and Jerry's. Which I mean, I did. I, I bought some like fancy ass popsicles. I'll just move the hyphen <laughs> one and it gets funny. Some fancy. Some fancy ass popsicles. Yeah, that yeah. would be chilling and refreshing, but yeah, not into but not it. what I want right now. No, or really much ever, uh-huh. as far as I can tell. So, so we did watch a movie. We did. We did. This was uh, 
kind of going off of our Muppets theme, we realized all the Muppet movies we had seen. Mm-hmm. And then we found one that Lisa had not yeah, seen. Yeah, for some reason I had never seen this movie. Yeah. I think I had seen parts of it, but I have like no recollection of this movie as a whole. Yeah, it. well, maybe you just saw it when you were super duper young. Yeah, because it came out when I was like three. Yeah, exactly. And maybe that's Perhaps. why you have some vague USA Nickelodeon mm-hmm. memories of this, but then... It didn't happen. Yes. Again, and so you forgot about it. But this is the Muppets Take Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a straight-up sequel to the Muppets to films. The, to the Muppet movie. Yeah. Your first Muppet movie. Right. So, um... Which I don't remember what happens in the first Muppet movie. Kermit rides a bicycle. He does. Uh, Rainbow Connection. Rainbow Connection. That's, yeah. Etc. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. But this one is the follow-up. It is not the cinematic pinnacle that... Uh, that is Great Muppet Caper, which I will, like, fight anyone. It's, yeah. Best Muppet movie ever. Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh. Okay. I'm going to say, like, best original content okay. Muppet movie As is Great to... Muppet Caper. Best homage of classic literature is... uh. The Muppet Christmas Carol. I mean, the other one is Muppet Treasure Island, which is... There I, there might have been another one. Maybe not. There's, like, a whole world that the... Like, I really want, like, all of Wishbone, but with Muppets. I want, like, Muppets Great Gatsby. I want, like, Muppets Ancient Greek Myths. Like, Muppets, I want some, Moby like... Dick. Yes. I want some real, like, Muppets Hamlet. Like, I want some real, like, crazy... Uh, Muppet classic literature bullshit. Oh, yeah. That sounds amazing to me. It would be fantastic, and I'm here for it. <laughs> and it would just, yes, mm-hmm. please, please make this happen. Whoever's out there and owns rights to these classics that don't have rights anymore. So right, right. just make it happen. Just get just out there. Just make it happen. Just do it. Like, I just want, like, Shakespeare in the Park, but with Muppets. Yes. Sam Eagle also wants that, I feel. <laughs> He does. He does have a real so classical upbringing. Uh, Swedish chef, like much ado about nothing. It's perfect for him. Yeah, he would be uh, Dogberry. Mm-hmm. Perfectly, Ops. perfectly. Only, yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. that'd be great. Anyway, um, so this movie starts as most movies do with a flyover panorama shots of New York City. Yes, set to a musical overture. This time, uh, together again. Yes, not again, again. Just together again. Right. Which I didn't know came from this movie. Right. So that was a real, real callback in uh, the Muppets Most Wanted. Yeah, exactly. Muppets Most Wanted, the together again, again, is a callback to together again. It's the same song, Mm -hmm. just with an extra again. So, yeah. I mean, they do well. Mm -hmm. Um, But what it is, is it zooms in and the muppets are doing a review show a senior year like college yeah college talent show of a college that they all attended so all of these muppets went to school together together with humans did they meet in college where did the muppets meet that would be weird i mean if if this doesn't have college improv like yeah written all over it i don't I don't know where else these people found each other. That's fair, but maybe, I mean... That, like, it is, like, small liberal arts college improv, like... Yeah, we can make it big. Yeah. Let's go to New York City. 100%. Which is basically what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they go, they're in this college theater, they're doing their show, and the crowd is going fucking bonkers. Right, right. But they, like, are in Iowa. But yeah, this is like No offense, most- Iowa. You're brilliant, and I love your corn. But also, you're a little, like, culturally starved, so maybe... Yeah, I mean, there's just not that many hot people, like, because, you know... Wow. Sorry. That's, There's like okay, in any We just po- lost our Iowa listeners. Sorry. Right in any here. in any part of Middle America, which includes Ohio where we live. Mm-hmm. There's like 10% of the people that are super hot. But in like LA, like all the all the people who were told like you're so pretty, you should make it in movies, move to LA. And then like that was 50 years ago. We're two generations in. Of right. People just... Right. And they've all bred hot people and new hot people have moved there. And so, like, that city, they're, like, 65% super hot people. Mm. I could see that. And then they're all, like, waiters and stuff. And you're a regular person and they just assume you're, like, a producer because you're not hot. Like, why Why are you here? If you're not hot, you must have a shit ton of money and can get me what I want. I, I, I do software. So they're, ex- so they're extra nice to you. Uh, that's why everybody was nice to me in California. <laughs> yeah, same. Because I am ugly. Same, same. They're like, oh, you're not hot, so you're not competition, but... It's you prob- might be a it, leg up somewhere. Right. I'm sure you mm. have connections somewhere. Okay, well, noted. Mm-hmm. Sorry to all those waitresses I gave false host to. Right, just by being nice. And My bad. Nice and ugly. Yep. Sorry. Uh, but the audience here is chanting for Kermit. Which is mm-hmm. kind of weird, because they know him, and they're right. also totally uh, dogging on the rest of the cast here. Like, why... They're not chanting for other people? I think you just have to chant for one person at a time. Possibly so. Also, and maybe they cl- know... He's clearly the manager. The director, the producer, Right, so if they want the an encore, like... You gotta clear it with him. Right. He's the guy that has the schedule. And he comes out, Kermit comes out, and is, like, very thankful, appreciative, says some awkwardly endearing things about right about their school time and, stuff. and missing them when they graduate because that's right what's happening next. none of these people are named you don't see any like fond farewells or hugs or anything no but someone does yell you should go to broadway and kermit's like um i don't i don't know think mm-hmm. so right it seems hard it seems like a long shot and so he goes backstage and he's like Maybe we should, you know, we they say we should go to Broadway. And he's everybody's like, yeah, that sounds completely reasonable. You can make miracles happen. Let's go ahead and do it. Right. And he's like, uh, guys, I'm not that great. Like, I don't. I don't, I don't really see us being Broadway people. I don't like, know. how it's do like you know? Weird. Like, let's just try. He's like, all right, fine. I'm on the side of dreams and hope and <laughs> So they get on a plane or a Greyhound bus or something. Train. I think it's a train. Get on a train, I believe. A train. And head to New York City. Okay, so where the Amtrak in New York, what other cities does it connect to? Uh, I mean, honestly, you can get, like, all the eastern seaboard up, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I can get an Amtrak from, you can get from From Chicago. where we are? Um, not quite. To anywhere? Uh, not quite. We would have to go to Cincinnati. Right, Okay. Cincinnati has Amtrak that would take us all the way to, to New York. New, well, Washington D.C. and then up and then to over to New, New York. York. So, yeah. like, we didn't see how many layovers they had. No, no, it's just a montage, a wipe, and a, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we're in, you know, Penn Station or right, something. Right, everyone's here. Yeah, and the Muppets get out and they immediately find their lodging in the lockers. 
by... This is very convenient for, like, if all you need is, like, a foot by a foot square. Yeah, like, that actually is pretty reasonable. It's not bad. Also, like, just physically, the puppeteers have somewhere to hide and kind of... (laughs) If you you make a bank of fake lockers... You can just stick your hand through the back of a locker and be Mm -hmm. puppeteering. You can, like, glue their little bodies in there, you know, and you just have the head that you're worried about. Right, exactly. So, like... Brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, not bad. Brilliant decision there. So there also it would be probably the cheapest place to stay. They have maybe a dozen lockers. Right. So, I, you know, figure they're about two bucks a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, in 1984. Oh, they're probably like 50 cents a day. Yeah. So, you know, you're that's probably the cheapest you're going to get by. Mm-hmm. I do feel bad for like Fozzie, who is not a svelte little... Right, he's very fluffy. He's, he's got like literally like well like Gabriel Iglesias fluffy he's as fluffy. well you know just right below damn you mm-hmm. know he's very fluffy yeah so like squishing him in but like Janine's like I have lots of room I'm fine mm-hmm she's great she's she, everything's fine she's great man mm-hmm. you can't do it I like that she like chills Miss Piggy out <laughs> like, like, Miss Piggy is like everything's at eleven. A Janine is everything is, Janine at, is at like negative two. I, I had I had some friends in college who she was about as much a human version of Janine as I've ever met. She was just real chill. About we both are talking. Everything. We know who it was, right? Yes. And she had she played the trombone. Yes, exactly. And she had a little friend who played violin, who was also a friend of mine, mm-hmm. who was like going a hundred percent all the right. time <laughs> with like flat full, out yeah full out all the time and the two of them like they remind me of this piggy janine mm-hmm. dynamic where it's like yeah maybe we just chill for a minute right like maybe we just chill out yeah but anyway um but as soon as they get there they go to see a producer named martin price mm-hmm. martin price yeah played by a guy who always plays bad guys I definitely recognized him. Yeah, and his secretary? And his secretary, who you were like Who is obsessed. That? I was like, who obsessed is Obsessed with the secretary. Who and I was like, this? I don't know, she's on screen for like ten minutes. She's and, not in the cast list. Uh she's billed as Cheryl McFadden, and I was like, Who is It's Gates McFadden. It's Dr. Beverly Crusher. Dr. From, Beverly Crusher from uh, Star Trek. Yeah, but a full 10 years younger. and mm-hmm. Still with red hair. Still red hair. Still, you know, once you see the face, you're like, oh, yeah, that's her. That's mm-hmm. totally her. Uh, but, yeah, I was just like, out of context, I, I don't recognize any of these people. Well, yeah, and they all have to have, like, crazy names because of the SAG. Yeah. Like, rules. Well, and I feel like Brent Spiner could walk up to me on a subway and I'd just be like, I... I I, I don't recognize anybody, like, no. at all. You recognize Dave Chappelle now. I do recognize Dave Chappelle because I'm, like, a good Daytonian. And I ignore him like a good Daytonian. Yep. Like, I'm like, I'm going to ignore you like a real fucking local. Unless he's out <laughs> at right, the Starbucks by Wright State. If you see him there, you're allowed to acknowledge him because oh. that's where he goes to be acknowledged. When Interesting. When he needs to kind of... Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because um, if you're by a college and you're Dave fucking Chappelle somebody's right. gonna I mean I definitely recognize him but I was like I'm gonna ignore him because that's what he wants yeah well, so Dave Chappelle if you're listening and you want me to say hi next time we s- I see you let me know like me. I will totally but you know I'm here for you yeah uh anyway uh but anyway so this is the this office by the way is like quintessentially 80s it's all black and it's gold and it's mm-hmm. quartz and stuff 
But what happens while they're talking... Very veiny marble. Yeah. While they're talking to um, the director, producer guy, uh, he's like, I love it. Seems like a great show. I'll just need uh, $300 from you. Uh, each. Uh, right now. And he's like, oh. I don't think this is how uh, Broadway producing works. And he's like, are you the Broadway producer? Like, I'm the one who knows how it works. Give me my money, bitch. And, while they're, and they're like, oh, we don't exactly have money. At all, really. Yeah. So while they're figuring this out, the cops bust in and they're like, um, is that him? Yeah, it turns out he's under an alias. Right, he's running a scam. Yep, and um, his name's actually Murray. And he gr- and so Martin Murray guy grabs Camilla, the chicken. Camilla, the chicken. As a hostage and like, you'll never take me alive, coppers. And then... Gonzo's like, don't take her, take me instead. He's like, that's a great idea. And he picks Gonzo up by his nose. Right. Like a handle. Yeah, and there's a real, like, long montage of him in a hallway uh, with, like... uh, Animals He's holding. Yeah, he's holding Camilla and Gonzo, but then Animal, like, jumps down from the ceiling. Yep. And is like, bad man. Like, just is... Just yelling bad man. Tearing the shit up. So Martin tries to run through the hallways, ends up getting caught, blocked by a ladder at one point. Mm-hmm. Also, there's all these like random people walking by. I'm like, 10 to 1, every random face you're seeing in this scene is a puppeteer. Right. Or a puppeteer's mom, where you're like, we need like an older lady. And they're like, I'll call my mom. She's around. She works in Manhattan. Sure. And so it's a, it's a kind of weird, awkward thing. And they're like, well, that sucked. Mm-hmm. And... um. They're undaunted, though. They're, they're like, like, well, I mean, there's thousands of Broadway producers in the sea. Like, well, let's go find one, right? And so they start doing a song. Mr. Teeth does mm-hmm. called uh, "Won't Take No for an Answer." Yes, won't take, no, take for an no for an answer. Can't take no for an answer, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me just say a song called "Can't Take No for an Answer" about mm-hmm. like producers and yeah, yeah. I mean... Didn't age well. It wasn't terrible. I mean, honestly, it's from the bottom up, which mm -hmm. is a little bit better. If it were the other way, that would have been real bad. Yeah, but yes. Yes. So anyway, they do a montage of them being rejected. Yep. Rejection montage, which is hard. And we get back, and they're like, starting to unravel. Like, Mm -hmm. you can see there's some tension in the crew. Yeah, it's been days... Yeah. Literally three days and they're not on Broadway yet. Like, they need to give up. Right. And Kermit's like, well, we tried and we failed. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm way too stressed mm-hmm. out right now. I don't have a plan. You guys made me do this plan. So, like, you guys figure it out, maybe. But we just need to get something to eat and... And we'll feel better after we have food in our bellies. So they go to the restaurant. The restaurant. Which will be the main set piece for a lot of mm-hmm. this movie, the main home base. It's run by a very vaguely Eastern European. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's very uh, ethnically, like, ambiguous. ambiguous. Yeah, he's either. Like somewhere, He's got some real Greek vibes. But maybe Italian? Yeah. With a little bit of Turkish and possibly Estonian? I wouldn't I be surprised know. if he was Romanian. Like, Yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, I don't think anybody really wants to claim him. <laughs> like, He just, was like, great. He was, he like, was kind though. and generous and he made good soup. He did have, like, really weird non-sequitur advice moments where yes. he would just 
say things. Say and things everybody like peoples like, is peoples. And, you know, is peoples, peoples. He reminded me a lot of, I don't know if you've ever encountered him in Animal Crossing, but of Pascal. Yes. <laughs> the otter <laughs> who eats scallops and he's just like, man, I wish they had like an untoaster. I have some like toast regrets. <laughs> and you're like, thanks, Pascal. That's what I needed. That I mean, now I have one more set of regrets I can have. I get right. it. Thanks. Appreciate um, but then Jenny enters, mm-hmm. and Jenny has just passed a test, she thinks. She did well. She right. She did okay. So apparently Jenny is in high school, although she's- Or she in college. College. I think she's supposed to be high school, headed towards, like, Oh, I thought she was school. gonna be college, headed toward design school. Like, where she's, like, in community college for the first two years. Maybe. Before she goes to, like, design school to get all her gen eds out of the way for cheap. Maybe. That makes and sense. Um, but- She's a but waitress. But still, like, she's probably 20. Yeah. She's a waitress. Uh, Rizzo, the rat, is also mm-hmm. a waiter. In this the is the introduction of Rizzo, I uh, think. No, no, he was been no? around. No? No, he was around. When did Rizzo come? Uh, he was on The Muppet Show in the 70s. Was he? Yep. Last season, especially. This is possibly his, like, like when he started really getting the kind of Goodfellas, New York accent, mm-hmm. like, swagger kind of thing going on. But he was he was around. So Rizzo the Rat is quote unquote employed. Yes. Uh in this establishment. Yes. A rat as a waiter. As a waiter. Mm-hmm. And uh when Jenny walks in, he's like, Hey, you can take the weirdos at table four. And it flashes over to all the Muppets sitting there. And Gonzo looks around and goes, I wonder which one's table four. It's just this great little Self-unawareness mm-hmm. of Gonzo, which is his quintessential Right, Gonzo quality. doesn't give a fuck. He's like the honey badger. He doesn't know <laughs> to give a fuck. But also, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, he's... Well, a... I think both. I think he is like, he has a passing awareness that he is not normal, and it concerns him for a nanosecond, and then he is just like, he doesn't whatever, even... I'm living my, like... I'm living my best life. I'm living my best life with my many chicken lovers, and like... So, like, he doesn't even know what species he is, and he is utterly nonplussed about this situation. Absolutely, He's just like, I am Gonzo. Mm-hmm. I'm like, did you, did you ever think to ask your parents or relatives? Maybe do they you, died in a tragic accident. Do you have parents or relatives? Are right, you, maybe he doesn't want to deal with it. Maybe he's got some baggage there. Right. You know, he's... He's coming off his own thing. Uh, you know, he came out as, like, poultry sexual, like, right, in college. Right. And his parents disowned him. And he was right. like, Right, and he's like, yeah. whatever, I make my own family. Like, like, I'll do what I want to do. Absolutely. Yes. And by the way, I am totally TMing poultry sexual. <laughs> LGTVP. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of letters there. But yeah, like, absolutely. Love who you want to love. Yeah, do it. And if make it, your own family. I, I I honestly I'm gonna say um, don't with chickens. It just, that's not okay. There's some consent issues. Yes, there. there I mean, but in the Muppet universe, there's the not, Muppet, in yeah, the Muppet fair, universe, there's not consent issues fair. because they like the penguins can talk. <laughs> like Ber- yeah. Bernice will tell him what's what. Like walk means walk. Right. If uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I, I I would. But it, but in our life. Yeah, fair. Where chickens cannot give consent. Like, just a, don't. Just don't. Just just don't. All right. So, um, Kermit orders some food. He orders soups. But he's like, uh, I would like 
six bowls of soup, but also we don't actually. Also, we don't have any money. money. So, is there any way we can work it out? And this is the first of of the chefs, like mm-hmm. people's is people. You know, like I'll help you, <laughs> like you help me, we help each other. Everybody is people. You know, mm-hmm. the was like. I know. Uh, so does that mean that I get the soup? And Jenny's like, he's making the soup. He, he, he's he's back there making, you know, soup bowls for everybody right now. Oh, will he bring them out? Yes. Yeah. He, he'll bring them out. And so um, Jenny and Kermit kind of have a little talk, like mm-hmm. for like just in passing. And Piggy is... She's very jealous. She's a very jealous pig in general. She, I mean, so the current piggy relationship is always weird to me. I'm going to say it's fraught. Yes. I'm going to say it's fraught. Because Kermit is um, not super into it to the degree that piggy is into it. Yes. There's a definite commitment mismatch. Mm -hmm. And I'm, it's troublesome. Yeah, it's a little odd. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what to say about their relationship. But other like, than it's been forty years and it's or fifty years. And it's I, still I mean, they, I think they've broken up by now. Like they officially did in the so in the Muppets TV show, mm-hmm. uh, they had broken up, and Kermit was seeing another pig. To which he oh, said, "Oh, he is a real type." Yeah, yeah, that was his line. He's like, "What did I say? I got a type." And that was, you know, it. Yeah, yeah, that's always awkward, isn't it? And um, piggy. I mean, you don't want to be the only pig they've dated, but you don't want to be like, "Oh, this guy only dates pigs." Like, yeah, only one of a series, right? Like, both both are bad. Both are bad. Where you're like the novelty or the fetish, like neither are great. I wouldn't know. That's my that's my guess. I guess I know unless somebody's fetish is like slightly dumpy bearded dudes, which I have there some are, good news. I mean, that, yeah, this is this is your prime. Uh, that's that's my moment right there. Right, I right. Can, I can make this work. Do you remember when Dad Bod was a thing? <laughs> that like brief shining Don't moment. Do Don't do that to me. Don't give me hope. Don't give me hope. So, uh, anyway, um, but the Muppets start to plan to split up because they're kind of like, There's we got to let many Kermit of them in New York. Yeah. We got to let Kermit off the hook. He can sell the show and we can go home and get actual jobs and he can stay in New York and live a life of poverty and, and sell the show for us. And, and when the he show. sells the shows, well, well, I'll come back. But that way he doesn't have to be responsible for us. He doesn't have to find us lockers like food and food and you know like it gives him a little more freedom he doesn't have to come home and explain his failure every night to us right he can just he can just do what he does and so all the muppets kind of pretend they have job offers some other place but like very vaguely Mm -hmm. and um they just kind of split and they're like we don't well and it's it's from a place of love we're like we don't want you to have to worry about us right so we have a montage of everybody peeling off uh, it's time for saying goodbye is the song. Oh yeah, and uh, Piggy gets on a train. Yeah, and she does the like, like, like tearful goodbye in a train with the handkerchief and the like running along a train, which I've never experienced in my life. I mean, we don't train. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real touchstone for 
people who are not me. Well, it's a and real touchstone for I people do not know. from, I guess, the 80s? Yeah, the 40s. Yeah, 40s through, you know, before air travel was as ubiquitous and cheap as it is now. Right. And train travel was as... Well, before... Crap, who, who was that who torpedoed all the train lines? Reagan? Uh, somebody. No, it was before Reagan. It was like a... Nixon? Mm. Eisen? Who's the guy that built all the schools? Carnegie? Carnegie. I think it was Carnegie. Well, he... Who he, torpedoed all the train lines. So, well, okay, so there's, like, a whole... It's a whole, like, dark underbelly of why we don't have, like, cheap yeah, like, train mass transit. Well, we have cheap train good movement because of manufacturing, but since the manufacturers were also auto manufacturers, they decided to just kind of destroy the train. Right, the the passenger train. Passenger train, so people had to buy cars. Same. And that's where we're at now. But right. That's why we have crappy mass transit, and why Europe is awesome it's because true. they don't—they weren't run by. Corporations. They weren't as a deep stage of the capitalism, <laughs> which well, is crazy because like we're younger, we should be at a lower stage of capitalism. Well, I mean, there are a couple moments, but we like went all in. Well, also they had their capitalism kind of forcibly reset a few times in the twentieth right, century, right? So the that- the bonus of. Of being like the Third Republic of France, where they're like, guys, this is not our first rodeo. Yeah. Well, and also, like, the Empire in the middle kind of took everybody's shit mm-hmm. and cut off a lot of heads. So, yeah, yeah. Um, we're not really sure who owns these factories now. So... Right. It's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, it's complicated. But anyway, uh, Kermit stays all alone. Um, he's got like a sad moment on the top of the Empire State Building where he's screaming that he's not going to leave. Even he's not going to give up. And Piggy is at the bottom. Right, she can hear him, kind of. Like in a trench coat. And like, they don't show her face, but... Right, so very clearly Piggy did not leave New York. Instead, yeah. she decided, instead of being like, oh, I have an important job. Uh, she said that, but then she was like, no, I'm just going to stay and watch you. So, not only did she lie, mm-hmm. not only is she stalking, not only is she amazingly insecure about this whole thing, she wasted a lot of money to buy a train ticket that she then... <laughs> looped a, back. Looped back around. I mean, maybe she got to, like, I don't know, Iowa, and was there for, like, two days, and was like, I can't. I can't with this. I gotta go yeah, back. Yeah, we don't know the time. But then know. she goes back, and she's like... I can't I can't go back hat in hand and be like I was wrong. She's got like, too much pride. She's got too much pride. She ain't too proud. No, she's right. too proud to beg. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the like rom com like third act she is living out. But yeah, I, I would love to see this movie because this movie is very much from Kermit's point of view. Yes. I would love to see this movie from Piggy's point of view, where like Very she, interesting, yes. She is, you know, there's this other woman moving in on her man and like Right, and she's going to like go get him. Yeah, like she thinks she's the the hero and the right. victim. Right, she thinks she's John Cusack with a boombox. She is in fact like <laughs> at best John Cusack in um screaming in the rain in um in high fidelity. High fidelity <laughs> at best. Yes, all all the John Cusack. Yeah. Um and so Back at restaurant, Rizzo is going to quit. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Kermit is looking for a job. He's like, you can hire me. But then somehow Rizzo does some sort of weird mental 
backflip with the owner of the restaurant and manages to get his entire family hired. But only, well, he threatens to quit because there's not enough help. Right. And uh, he's like, but if you hire these other people, I'll stay. And he's like, okay, uh, so Frog, you get front of the house. Rats, you get back of the house. Right, which seems a reasonable compromise. It is a reasonable compromise. Because I would much rather have my order taken by an amphibian than a rat. A thousand percent. They don't have hair. They don't have to wear a hairnet. Can you imagine a rat wearing an entire body hairnet taking your order? Ugh. Also, but... Frogs drip mucus. They don't drip mucus. Have you ever touched a dry frog? I've never touched a dry frog, but I've also never seen a frog drip goo. And I've held many frogs. They're constantly moist. They're moist, but unless they, like, rub your back on their food, like, it's fine. Uh, They just take their their little squishy, sticky hands and put it at the bottom of the plate. You're okay with it? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. But still... Apparently I'm very open-minded <laughs> with waitstaff. But Kermit's like, hey, Jenny, I need your help with something. And they have like a whole 10-minute conversation when they had just been yelling about how busy the restaurant is. They just mm-hmm. like pull over and have this 10-minute conversation. It's New York. It's New York. What are they going to do? Find another diner? Very easily, yes. Like, probably within <laughs> 10 feet of that spot. I mean, I don't know. Um, but anyway, but he Kermit needs Jenny's help. Uh doing um he's a plan uh, plan he's a plan to get the uh the show on broadway right and so his first move is that he dresses up like a super flamboyant director with an afro mm-hmm. oh an afro yes an afro and like a leisure suit and this right. is like 1984 so down i mean not that late like uh, the thing the we have that strong feeling of, like, the 70s, but really, like, what we think of as, like, 80s fashion did not catch on until, like, 1986. True. So, and like, there's, like there's the a lag. Let, you know, kind of bled over. Right. But, again, like, 1970s fashion with a leisure suit in 1984 was in Iowa. Mm-hmm. The Miami Vice pastels and wide lapels and... Chain. Chain and linen jackets. Mm-hmm. 1984 that was in new york i mean i don't know but i mean i George- assume all the extras wore their own clothes and were of like period pieces he was not too much of an anomaly yeah. like it did not uh, look other like than the he fact that he's a frog in wearing an afro. a costume he did not have chest hair that's true that's which, a is, which is interesting because what in muppets take manhattan most when, wanted most wanted muppets most wanted when uh, Constantine dresses up in a very similar outfit. Yep, again, in reference. He has chest hair. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. So he, so Kermit shows up at a di- uh, director's place, mm-hmm. talks his way past the receptionist, goes to see the director, and just, like, throws a script for uh, Manhattan Melodies at Right, him. it's like, hey, baby, I love you. Here's a script. Like, have my people call your people. Like, ciao. ciao. Yeah. And, like, bails. Um, but the guy gets the script and just tosses it. He's right, he's like, like, I don't have time for this bullshit. So, uh, and so Kermit goes back out and he meets Jenny. He's like, I don't know if that was effective, but we've got another set of plans. Meanwhile, Piggy totally lurking from the corner. Right, at a, like, construction site. Where she is being 
wildly objectified. I mean, that is something that really stands the test of time. I, I gotta mean, say, sorry like, for very, my gender. That has not changed much. I mean, I'm a real old lady who's not attractive anymore, so that helps. Hard disagree. <laughs> but, like, uh, you know... People who work construction are like, oh, she's, like, not real fit and hot, so I'm not going to yell at her. And I'm like, thank you. I never wanted male attention. <laughs> like, best day of my life. True, I guess. But anyway, but she, Piggy, as she's watching Jenny and Kermit talk mm-hmm. on a park bench, gets madder and madder and ends up bending a steel bar. Right, and then all of the um, construction workers who were catcalling her shut the fuck up. Yeah, and I'm cause, like, yes! Because nothing is more intimidating than a strong woman. I mean, yes. You're not wrong. Yes. So. I mean, I I don't know, like, maybe it's not intimidating. Maybe they just are like, oh shit, I should, like, not be so terrible. Or maybe just, oh shit, she can kick my ass. Right, I don't care. I don't care why they're changing their behavior. The important just thing that the they change their changed. behavior. Right. Yeah. So, um, Piggy, though, has to go back to work. Yes. She's working a makeup counter. She works at a department store with Joan Rivers. Joan fucking Rivers. Joan Rivers. The one. The only. Iconic. So there's uh, a legend Mm -hmm. for this scene that uh, they were not getting the right... What they wanted out of Joan. Yeah. She was too stiff. I don't know. Just wasn't acting well with a puppet, I guess. (laughs) I mean, that's a real I hard ask. Like, it's there. weird. It's weird to be like... Also, not to put too fine a point on it, it's Joan Rivers. It's Joan Rivers. She was, I mean, Joan Rivers. Uh, she had two modes, Joan Rivers and then dead. <laughs> I do. I love Joan Rivers, actually. I do. She has, like, I have, a, I, mean, I have a real special place in my heart for her. But... I mean, um, she nailed it. I mean, let's be honest. If right. I could be Joan Rivers, I would be Joan Rivers. So the legend is that they no. gave her uh, multiple gin and tonics and, to kind of, like, loosen her up. And so what follows is just a kind of batshit crazy makeover of Miss Piggy. Right. So so Miss Piggy comes back from lunch and she's, like, very upset. Um, And Joan is like, what's your issue? Like, you were fine before you went for lunch. Like, what's the matter? Yep. And Miss Piggy's like, my boyfriend might be seeing someone on the side. And Joan's like, oh no. Like, oh, we gotta make you up, we, make you the We best. are not here for that bullshit. Like, you have to dump his ass, but also you have to look fabulous doing it. So let's get you made up. Let's get you made up. And again, Drunk Drone Rivers makes up a puppet Miss Piggy and herself. Also, the fact that she was drunk on two gin and tonics, like... I feel Joan was not that much... Yeah, that's very much a lightweight. Like, I could have two gin and tonics and I'm like, hmm... Let's record a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway... But she, they, they had a fun time, and they immediately both get fired. Which I feel is not a great way of like cheering up your friend is to cost her her job. No, no. But they no. get fired together, camaraderie. Yeah, but we'll never see Joan again. Yes. So not really that tight. Uh, there is, there is a real quintessential line where uh, she's like, "Do you think I'm pretty?" And she's like, "Of course you're pretty." And she's like, "Do you think I'm gorgeous?" And she's like, "Don't push it, pig." Don't push it, pig. Yeah. It's like it's perfect. Like it's it, is, it is the perfect delivery. Yes. Um but we flash back to the restaurant 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the rats are now in the kitchen doing like a percussive musical number. Right, they're they like skating on butter on the grill. They're like riding an egg beater like a unicycle. Riding an egg beater like a unicycle, making the pancakes. Like bathing in coffee, like all the things you don't So want. So many health code violations. I mean, that is on par for the standard New York City diner, I feel. That's just I mean, maybe, part of the I don't flavor. Know. But um, the thing you point out, mm-hmm. as all these rats are doing these crazy things, and there's a lot of long shots, like... Yeah, where you see all the rats working together at once, like... The... In the background, in the foreground, mm-hmm. and like you cut from one kind of gag to another gag, but not... In a cut, just in a pant, like all in camera. Right. It is a hundred percent nineteen eighty four practical. All of these are practical. Like nobody could fake. Which this. is why it made me so mad when Kermit had uh, bad CG uh, dancing on the poles on the like guardrail in Muppets Most Wanted. This would make me so mad. <laughs> you're like you're better than this, Brian. <laughs> I believe in you. Your dad would never have stood for this. It's true. Ooh, that's a deep cut. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to pull out the dead dad card, but I am going to tell Brian he's better than this. He is. He is. So, um they get mail call cuz Ma- Kermit's receiving his mail at the restaurant. How do you even do that? How do you say, "Hey, post office, I don't have a residence, but uh, you can send it to my employer." I guess. Who I'm 100% working for under the table cuz I don't have a social security card cuz I'm a frog. Like that's the problem you're getting on the social security card. I mean, how does he pay taxes? I feel like if you show up at the post office and you're like, send it to my employer, and they're like, oh, cool. Like, who are you again? Who are you again? And they're like, oh, I'm Kermit the Frog. Don't worry about it. Like, I am sure that there's an email that goes to the IRS and is like, is this is this bitch? You know what I mean? A regular post mail with a stamp. Uh, is this bitch paying taxes? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, honestly, I think the male minds their own fucking business because that's like maybe what they do. are they a very separate entity? Oh, and highly. you can't and you can't like. Uh, can you subpoena mail? It's really a high bar. It's really hard. It's really hard to subpoena mail. Yeah, it's easier to tap a phone. Interesting. Yeah, to like to intercept someone's mail. Before it arrives at their doorstep, like you, it's mm-hmm. like oof, we should not be communicating by mail, guys. Mm-hmm. FYI, FYI, like maybe encrypt it and then just print it out and then, and then just send it with a letter and a stamp. Yeah, and you'll you'll probably never and code. Yeah, you'll never ever be busted. Sure. And also, it'll take you two weeks to communicate anything. So. I mean, you know. So anyway, so there's mail. Uh, first thing is you get Scooter in Cleveland. Scooter is uh, he's in working Cleveland. at uh, in management at a theater, mm-hmm. which means he's just a ticket. He's taker. just he's selling popcorn and stuff. Yeah. Oh no, he's taking the tickets. Swedish Chef selling the popcorn. Yeah. So they went together to Cleveland. No. No, they. That's where they met Swedish Chef. Swedish Chef was not in this movie up until this point. Oh, Swedish Chef just. Is based in Cleveland. I would have expected him to be based in Minneapolis. Fair. But all of the other Olsons and Larsons. Fair. So, um, but he's in Cleveland. And uh, they meet the guy that throws the boomerang fish. Yeah, the boomerang fish guy who looks just like the bomb guy. 
Yeah. Are they the same guy? I, they might be the same base they puppet. Might, they might be the same guy. But anyway, so this guy, whose, like, passion is Boomerang Fish. He has just, like, waited in the wings for a 3D movie. About killer fish. About killer fish. And he's like, yes, this is my moment. I shall seize that moment. And he sneaks into a theater with a bucket of boomerang fish and throws a 3D movie theater with boomerang fish. Throws fish at the screen, throws fish which at then, the screen, come back which the then comes back at the audience. And everyone's like, oh my god, this is so real. Yeah, that's, that's New Zealand for you. Oh boy. It's a lot. Um, that's also- a real gambit. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fozzie writes in that he's outside Maine. He's right, holed up he's, in a cave, hibernating. He's hibernating with other bears, except he can't sleep. Because he's not a regular bear. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, this, like, girl bear on the next this one's lady like, bear? I can't sleep either. We can cuddle. And he's like, help. Because Fozzie. Which I'd be like, sweet, I'm here for the bear cuddles. Yeah. <laughs> can't confirm. <laughs> I would be like, sounds great. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, and then Dr. Teeth is outside Pittsburgh with the Electric Mayhem. And they're like a polka band. For a bingo parlor. For a bingo parlor. Janice has like the little like frilly like headdress thing. I don't know what it is. It's like a headband. Bonnet. Yeah, a headband bonnet with the with the lace. And they're doing fine. But you can see Animal is, like, barely containing his rage. I mean, Janice is also very bored. Like, chill, but bored. Yeah, she's, like, a little too chill. Mm-hmm. Do you think she, you know, was, uh... I mean, maybe. Maybe she had some, like, shrooms or uh, some pot or something. Yeah. Like, I think there was some, like, medical assistance to her chillness. Or she's, like, a unicorn. And she's, like, the one person in the world who can be chill without being high. Fair. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe she just had, like, the very perfect upbringing and was raised without anxiety. I don't understand that, but it, w- it would be amazing. Yep. And Kermit, as soon as he reads this letter, just goes, huh, nothing from Gonzo, Ralph, or Piggy. Mm-hmm. Which I felt was pretty shitty of him. Right. Pretty shitty to, like, Scooter and Fozzie and, uh... I'm glad these guys wrote, but and they electric weren't mayhem, my best But friends. they're not my best friends. Like, that's, yeah... That's mm. some real bullshit. So the next phase of the pl- phase of the plan, though, Kermit needs rats, and he needs a mustache, which he's been growing for. He's been years. growing. He's like, I stopped shaving like three weeks ago, and she was like, Hmm, oh, we yeah. might need some help in there. Yeah. So uh, they're going to do a whispering campaign. So they go to one of these fancy restaurants, right? That has all the caricature drawings. Of people the, that are signed. Yeah, the celebrities that have been there. And they, like, sign them and they put them on the wall. Right. And so he walks in and he's wearing a big fluffy coat because it's stuffed full of rats in a photo mm-hmm. or a picture that he signed. Right. He takes a picture of Liza Minnelli off the wall. The balls on this guy. And puts... I know. Why wouldn't you pick someone who was dead? But no. He picks... Liza Minnelli. <laughs> he takes Liza Minnelli's photo off the wall. He puts his own photo on the wall and he sits down. And then the rats distribute themselves underneath the tables and they're like, like, isn't that Kermit the Frog? I hear he's a, a high time, a, like a highfalutin, uh, you know, Broadway producer. And they're like, ooh, like I hear he produces the hottest shit. And everyone is like, 
mm. in a tizzy. I think he's going to do a show called Manhattan Melodies, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. We well, should get down on the ground floor. And as they're whispering, who should walk in? But Liza Minnelli. And her mullet. And her mullet. She's a real 80s mullet in this. It's, it's a lot. It's a, it's a, real, it's a real look. It, it's I'm not. I'm not mad at her. No, for it. No, it's Liza. You can't be mad at Liza for anything. Liza. No, does. she does everything great. But I like her without Except the mullet. Marriage. I'm gonna say I'm gonna like her without the mullet. Yeah, but it's better. It's better without the mullet. But um, she's like, "What do they do? What do you? What? But how am I off the wall? Like?" And then everybody kind of realizes there's rats in Ra- the so fucking the, rest. So the rats are hungry and they smell the food. Right. And they're like, oh, I have to get some some of that, whatever. And they pop up, and then there's rats, and everyone is just like, pandemonium. Yeah, and Kermit and the rats get tossed bodily from the restaurant. Right, and the ris- Whisper campaign is ruined. By the way, that's a real restaurant that does that. Yeah. And Kermit's photo is still there. Really? Aw, we should have gone there when we went to New York. Why wasn't I that on my list? I because it's a really fancy, expensive place, and I was in <laughs> right, and, college and you were like, I can buy you a hot dog from a street vendor, and I'm like, sold. <laughs> the closest thing we got to celebrity was the hot dog cart that is on Law and Order, mm-hmm. which is actually there. It's just a hot dog cart, though. It's just a hot dog cart, but they sell yeah. hot dogs. It, it was a fine hot dog. I think it was $2, and it only had mustard on it. Mm-hmm. As it should. Yeah, I mean, it didn't have ketchup on it. Which is a cardinal as a, sin. Yeah, as, as a, a Chicagoan, I'm like... Get, get that ketchup off my lawn. Yeah. But yes. But poor Kermit, he's uh he's at a loss for what to do next. Mm-hmm. So Jamie and Kermit go for a jog because that's what you do when Is you don't know. Jamie what, or Jenny. Jenny. Okay. Sorry, squiggly handwriting. Right. So, She's like exercise. Exercise will make you feel better. Yeah, and Piggy. When in your life has exercise made you feel better? That's not what I. Anytime. No. Are you an exercise makes you feel better person? You do like God, running. No. I do enjoy a run, but, like, only kinda. Yeah. So, uh, Biggie, though, is, she's like... Oh, God, I so, I so identify with Piggy, because, like, they're, like, jogging, and they're like, see, don't you feel better? And Piggy's, like, fucking dying. She's, like, so out of breath, and I'm like, yes, queen. (laughs) That's my pig. That's my pig. That's my pig. I cannot run. But while she's, like, leaned against the pole, catching her breath... Which is a position I can relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody steals her purse. Somebody steals her purse. So she then... Proceeds to chase them down and beat the shit out of them. Yeah, well, she first has to, uh, like, commandeer a pair of roller skates. From... from Gregory Hines! Right. And so she takes off with those, and... So Gregory Hines and her are the same shoe size. There's a lot to unpack in that sentence, but yes. That's very also, interesting. they might be the key style. Oh, they're adjustable? They, like, click in? Yeah, they might have been those, but then they have, like, the same front and back, which mm-hmm. kind of makes more sense, because Gary Hines has a normal human foot, I would assume. Right, right. And Piggy basically has a potato at the end of her leg. Right. So she would be very She's wide. just so much smaller. Yeah. Like. But she could probably crank that yeah. that key down and mm-hmm. get it on her foot. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, she does chase down the... Um, the perpetrator. And beat the shit out of him when he is arrested. Mm-hmm. And... I'm like, oh, a cop in New York, of course. Yeah. Out for the best interests of pigs. Cool. There's a joke there. Sure. Probably. But Kermit and Piggy meet up. Mm-hmm. And Kermit's like, what, what are you doing, doing here? here? I thought you were here. 
And she's like, well, who's this lady? They're like instantly deflecting and... Right, and she's like, oh, it's Jenny. She's my friend. Like, we're just friends. I believe you met her at the restaurant and she's been helping more than you, obviously. Right, because you didn't even... Like, it's one thing if you went to wherever and got a job or if you came back and were like supportive of me, but you were neither. You just like angrily stalked me and you're not making any money to send back. Like, really? Yeah. You kind of... It's the worst of both worlds. Yeah, you're kind of an entitled little bitch here right now. Just to, just to put a pin on things. Um, Gregor Hines does run up in the middle of this argument. He's like, hey, I need my skates. And he kind of bounces back and forth between whose side he's on. And then mm-hmm. he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I still is, need my skates. I still need my skates. And then tries to get the skates. And then eventually he's just like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to go. Fine, you can keep them. Keep the skates. You know, just just be fine. Yeah, if I don't have to be part of this drama. Also, he totally steals the scene for like that whole... A hundred percent. He's great. He's great. Um, And so they're mad at each other and they take off. And immediately get on a horse-drawn carriage. Because that's they, what you're did doing. Did they make up at like, some point? No, they make up on the on carriage. The, on the carriage. Okay, if I was mad at you, would I ever get on a horse-drawn carriage with you? What if it was pulled by Jim Henson in his cameo? Then maybe. 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 But, I mean... I'd be like, I'm still mad at you. I but actually, I am going to meet the, like, non-corporeal corpse of Jim Henson. Pulling yeah, this. I would be more concerned about a Jim Henson ghost. <laughs> Like I'd be like, you know what? I'm not writing that. I'm like, ooh, don't put me on the cart. I'm I'm here. I'm here for some like uh, ghost carriage. I don't want to get on the cart. On the ghost. I'm carriage. feeling better. Yeah, I'm fine. Fine, thank you. Feel like taking a walk. But anyway, um, but Piggy kind of half apologizes and kind of a. And Karma also half apologizes. They're both not great at communication. Oh I will no. Say. Um, and they flash back to when they knew each other. No, she was like, I wish. I wish I would have known you. Oh, that's right. When we were both, like, little babies. And this is when there's a whole dream sequence of... A Muppet Baby dream sequence. Not cartoon Muppet Babies. They're puppets. But puppet Muppet Babies. It's real fucking cute. It is really amazingly adorable. So adorable. Also, this was July of 84. Mm-hmm. When this came out, September '84 was when Muppet Babies came out. So this was 100% like a backdoor pilot. Yes, for the Muppet yes. Babies. Cartoon. So they were the Muppet Babies. They were they were practical uh, Muppets, but it, the the um the set the set the scenery was exactly the Muppet Babies cartoon. Like the window, the indoor playground, the crib, like everything was beat for beat. What it looked like in Muppet Babies. Right. They did a spot-on recreation, which mm-hmm. makes sense, but yeah. also, you know... Very smart. Very smart. Like, I wanted to see more of the Muppet Babies. And they're like, Good oh, news. they have a whole cartoon yeah, coming out. A, every Saturday morning, we're going to do a cartoon, and then we're going to rerun it ad nauseum on Nickelodeon. Do you remember Nickelodeon. any of the Muppet Babies? I remember the lady with the green white socks. Okay. Was it? Yeah, she was the, like, nanny. Mm-hmm. I remember they always went to, like, some bonkers location. I, re- I definitely remember, like, they did a Greek myths, and they did, like, Narcissus. Piggy was Narcissus? No, Kermit was Narcissus. Oh. I think. Anyway, I definitely remember, like, Greek myths and Narcissus. And I was like, and then later I read Narcissus, and I was like, really? Really, guys? Like, who particular? thought Greek myths are chill for grown-ups? Uh, and, whoever produced Hercules, and he also... For, are, and for so babies, yes. But, yeah. Um, 
And so they kind of come down off of that. Mm -hmm. And so Piggy next scene is working at the restaurant. Piggy is working at the restaurant because mm-hmm. Jenny got her job. Because Jenny's just like real chill. She's awesome. And everybody can have a job at her dad's uh, struggling uh, diner because, you know, they have plenty of work to do. Apparently. But there's like. The no... 80s were wild, y'all. The 80s were wild. It's true. But one of their guests is Brooke, Brooke Shields. So they're yeah, doing Brooke okay. Shields. Brooke Shields in the, in the diner. So they're doing all right. Um, Gonzo writes in, he's in Michigan with Camilla doing like daredevil, um, Mm -hmm. water skiing, water skiing poorly, but also Gonzo is indestructible. Right. He's also picked up part of his charm. As you mentioned, a harem of chickens. A harem of chickens. And again, you do you, bro. Right. He's like, you know, that's fine. He's polyamorous, chicken loving, you know, they all seem chill with it. Whatever makes him happy. Absolutely. Um, Ralph is in Delaware. He's working at a kennel. And this is where we meet the guy who walks in with a dog named Schnookums. And a scene that is probably five times longer than it needs to be. So long. So long. And there's a musical number. It's a real dog named Schnookums. And then he is quickly transitioned to a puppet dog. Yeah. And all the dogs in the kennel are puppet dogs. Mm -hmm. And they have a whole... Musical number? Is it a musical number about I, being dogs in a kennel? I don't know if it's a musical number now that I think about it, but there's a lot. Okay, so if you walked into a kennel and there was mm-hmm. a dog, not a human, running the kennel, mm-hmm. would you be like, this kennel seems on the up and up? Mm-mm. No. no. Also, if you walked into a kennel and it's just like an office of dog crates, would you be like, this kennel seems like on the up and up? No. No. I'd be very concerned. Yeah. About some things. Yeah. And this this person clearly loves, loves, loves their dog. And it's like they get, you know, they get breakfast right at eight and blah, blah, blah. Like they have all these like real diva requirements. Write it but down. Th- but they are like checking them into a real shithole. Yeah. I don't know. I have questions. I have questions. We're not going to get them in this movie. It's true. But anyway. Then there's a letter from Bernard Crawford producer bernard crawford a famous producer, producer as jenny says and um he wants to meet kermit mm-hmm. so he's like i heard all about your show like come on over here. so um kermit goes up and meets mr crawford at his office only only it's not mr crawford it's mr crawford's son who was like out getting him hamburgers and he was like hey i signed my dad's name because i thought you wouldn't take me seriously but i want to produce your show yeah and his dad's like are you sure about this he's like i'm sure about this let me do this one thing you said if i did it i could do it and you would help me do my first show right and i I want to do something different i want to do something like really interesting and meaningful and i have like you know ideals as an artist or whatever yeah so his dad is like okay fine i'll let you do this but this will be the one i help you do from here on out and you have two weeks you have two weeks to do this so, like, get on it. So, Kermit calls home from a payphone. Eric calls the restaurant. It's like, good news, guys. We sold the show. Piggy, you're a star. Jenny, you're doing costumes. We got to call the rest of the gang. Get them all here, like, as soon as possible. Yay! Yay! And he runs out in the street and it promptly gets mashed by a car. Run over. Run the fuck over. 
And nobody's with him. Nobody Nobody. in his group is with him. Right. The producer didn't see him get hit by a car. Jenny didn't didn't see him get hit by a car. He's literally a frog. He's wearing no clothing. Right. He's nobody. So um, the gang starts to come back. Piggy's worried. Nobody else can find him either. Ronnie's worried. Mm -hmm. And as the gang comes back and starts to do it, they're like, well, we just got to figure out how to do this without him. We're going to do rehearsals, we're going to do practices, we're going to do everything we can. Right, in the meantime, we're going to keep looking for him, and I'm sure he'll turn up. Yeah, and then we flash to a hospital room, and Kermit's on the bed. Okay, so this, uh, so a doctor comes into Kermit, and is like, hey, uh, I don't know who, I don't know you, you don't know me, but like. How's my favorite amnesia patient? Right, how's my favorite amnesia patient? So you're naked. Uh, so I, like, cross-referenced all the nudist colonies in the, like, greater metropolitan area, and based on who's missing from those, I think you're this guy. He's like, I don't think I'm Italian. He's, I don't remember what that guy's name was. Uh, he's like, I don't feel Italian, and he's like, I mean, you know, it was a long shot. Okay, so this world, Muppets, are completely indecipherable from people. They don't, they don't see... They color, don't. They're not. Race, they're, species. Yeah, they're not speciesist. I they guess. don't see species. They haven't learned to celebrate our differences. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's a whole fantasy of like Piggy and Kermit having children together. So like, nobody's ruined that for them. Right. It's a real seed theory. I guess. I don't know. There's just got to be something there. Anyway. Um, yeah, but in this world, humans and Muppets are like indistinguishable from each other because at no point was uh kermit's doctor like well you're a frog so <laughs> like, you're looking at missing frog I, reports yeah i looked up on missing frog reports and there's not any or yeah, whatever i feel like that would be an important checkbox on the physical description form also none of the muppets decided to put in a missing frog report no why would you do such a thing right you gotta wait 48 hours which is a lie it's a it's a long time though that's yeah, a long time it's a long time is it a lie that you have to wait 48 hours? Yeah. yeah, it is. To file a missing person's report? Why is it on so many police procedurals? Putting out putting out uh, untrue information, police procedurals. It's not how things work. Yeah, that and bad pipetting. That's all oh they do. God, so much bad pipetting. Can we talk about how our kids, there's a fork missing? Yes. There's a fork missing. Uh, our kids, it's a spork. It's a camping spork. It's a, it's it's a camping spork. It's a fork on one side and a, and a spoon on the other. Um, our kids unloaded the dishwasher and then I was like, Hey, where's this fork? And like, nobody knows where it is. Nobody knows where I went. But, uh, two of my kids are like, we're on the case. And they like found hats. Cause this is an important part. And they put on hats and then they cut out an outline of the spork and put it on the counter. Like our daughter cut this freehand. It's amazing. Like, like a crime scene. And they were like, uh, I took a picture and sent it to my friends. They're like, how can how can there be an outline if there's no body? And I was like, I mean, they haven't seen a lot of police procedurals. And I was like, clearly they've seen some. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was crazy. I love my kids. They're such a trip. They're yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, back at the restaurant, uh, mm-hmm. everybody's like talking over each other. And then like the like the audio cuts out like as somebody's trying to get attention. And all you hear is Janine in the background say, I don't take my clothes off for anyone, even if it's artistic. Like, that's just the the phrase that, like, wafts, like, the last sentence yeah. that's said in the it's middle real, of that conversation. Really and everybody just kind of looks at her and then looks back like, okay, whatever. Whatever. And um, they're like, we got to do the show. 
let's get to rehearsing. So they take off. Meanwhile, Kermit is just released from the hospital. And immediately is looking for employment in 1984 right. in New York City. Obviously. Wanders into um, an office full of other frogs. Mm-hmm. And they're like... They're an all-frog ad. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so he introduces himself as Phil. Phil. And uh, they're like, well, my name is Gil. And this is Jill. And that is Bill. And we're advertising. And right, and I think you'd fit right in. Fit right in. And so he helps them kind of form their campaign and get a job. Right, it's a soap. soap. It's a soap, and it's like, how about just, like, Ocean Breeze soap? We'll help you get clean. And they're like, oh, we've never thought about just, like, saying what the product does. That's genius. You're a brilliant man, Phil. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And so they pitch it, and it gets approved or whatever. Meanwhile, the producer is like, okay... We're selling tickets. We're getting this thing doing going. It's got to it's going to happen. Right. We just got to find the star slash choreographer, writer, producer. Right. Not a big deal. He just work. disappeared off the face of the earth. He's just a frog in New York. How hard can he be yeah, to track down? So there's a montage of them, the Muppets looking for Kermit and Kermit just going about his advertising agent life because mm-hmm. he was offered a job immediately in 1984. Guys, 1984 was wild. It was. Apparently. I don't know. I believe it. <laughs> so, um, but at one point, though, they do corner Ed Koch, the former mayor of... The former mayor of New York, as himself. Yep. And they're like, hey, have you seen this frog? He's like, you can balance the budget. Send him my way. And I was like, oh, that was a timely sure. reference there sure. that I didn't have to Wikipedia at all. Right, right. Did. But anyway... Meanwhile, Kermit and crew wander into Pete's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a celebration of their big win with uh, the soap, win with the, the soap uh, ad. And so Kermit's like tapping his glasses. And he... Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. The, dun, dun, the first dun, part of Muppet Show. No, it's together again. Oh, it's together again. And the next table over starts humming and they're like, hmm, that's weird. And they look over, but Kermit's on their side of the booth, so they look across at the other frogs who are like, hi? And then they slide down, they're like, nah, it's nothing. And then Gonzo um, looks around the edge of the thing and, the sees, yes. and sees Kermit. And it just and loses shit. And freaks the shit. fuck out, yeah. And um, Piggy freaks out, grabs Kermit, and Kermit's like, I don't know who you are. Right. I don't know you. I don't I don't know why you're grabbing me. I'm just here with for lunch with my friends. And they're like, well, maybe get him to the theater or help him snap out of it. So they just bodily haul him, kidnap him, frognap sure. him. Yeah. The The protocol for amnesia in movies. Is bonkers. Versus the protocol for amnesia in real life. First off, uh, the protocol for amnesia is basically you have suffered a major brain trauma. We gotta find out right. what else is broken. Right, and this might just be your life now. We're gonna have to build you back from square one. Right, I mean, if I woke up and Chan- Tanning Chatham's my husband, I'll be like, okay, whatever, sounds I'll cool. Roll. Yeah, like, I'm Same. gonna I'm gonna let this ride. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But, like, in movies, it's like, and they'll just shock him out of it. Right, right. It, uh, a second head trauma will will fix things. Yeah. And in general, more head trauma 
does not do things better. Right. And no. so that's, but that's a bad they take because Piggy's like, listen, you're madly in love with me and I'm in love with you. And Kermit just like laughs and goes, a frog and a pig? That's ridiculous. You know, that's absurd. I can't imagine anything funnier than that. And Piggy does not take that well. Punches right, him laughs. across yeah. the room. She karate chops him and he lands like, you know, 40 feet away. Yeah. And he's like, oh, here I, it's Piggy. Guys. I remember everything all of a sudden. Yeah, it's just like, you know, sliding a, you know, something back into place, like putting that puzzle piece right back yeah. in, also that makes sense. I think I think we talked about uh how quicksand was something that I thought would be a big thing in my childhood, but wasn't. Amnesia is another thing yeah. that I really thought would like I would have known someone who have had amnesia by now. Like I've known many people. <laughs> I mean, I've known some pretty quality brain traumas in my life. Right. None of them people... none of them were amnesia. I was so disappointed. I know people with like literal metal plates in their skull and they're like right. nah, and I surgery know and like, yeah, they still remember shit. I'm like uh, so disappointed. But um he he's instantly up to speed knows exactly what's going on mm-hmm. he knows the song look at me here i am right and eh. he's like let's do this let's do it oh by the way all these extra people that wandered into the backstage area of the movie theater or the theater mm-hmm. you're in the movie you're in the play too right that's what was missing this whole time so like fozzy and all of his bears from hibernation all of the frogs from the ad agency uh the like fish thrower guy, like I don't a shit even... ton of rats and chickens. Yeah, a shit ton of rats and chickens from, uh, yeah, yeah, All many places. The... And they're like, "Yay, we're gonna do the, the, the we're gonna do the show," and they do the song. Somebody's getting married. Yes, which is um beautiful. Sure. Um, it's kind of that some I'm getting married in the morning kind of mm-hmm. vibe from My Fair Lady, but yeah. You know, with the two sides singing a duet about getting married, and it's cute. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but it culminates at a... At a wedding. At a wedding. Again, so many weddings in Muppet movies. Right, so this is a wedding and a play, but instead of Gonzo playing the priest, it's an actual, like... Episcopalian priest from New York. Yeah, that they brought in. <laughs> that they brought legit. in. That Frank Oz was like, hey, uh, this guy uh, who's a minister at this church, like, do you want to be in this movie? And he's like, sure. Whatever. <laughs> I believe in marriage equality. Also, all the Sesame Street gang is there, mm-hmm. which is awesome. They're on the pig side, which is weird because Frog was... Right. He, Kermit was the one that actually was on Sesame Street. Right. You would think they would very clearly be on the Frog side. Uh... Random note, whenever I go to a wedding where I know both the groom and the bride, I always sit on the groom's side. Same. Because you know what? Grooms need love, too. Grooms need love, too. It's his day, too. Actually, my favorite part about watching a wedding is to watch the groom. Like... Me, too. Yeah. I was a mess. <laughs> I cried through our whole wedding. I could barely say it. And you were trying to, like, cheer me up. And you are like... I was. Chipper. I was like, come on. like I was like, I'm not sad. I'm super happy I'm right now. I'm feeling many you... emotions. And the thing is, you're being chipper and adorable is not actually getting me out of the crying. I'm still just wrecked. It was fine. It was you did fine. You, you squeaked I? out, I do. It counted. It counted. I said I do. We signed the paper, which is really what matters. Yeah, we did sign the paper. Uh, also, Janine is in the Muppet section, and mm-hmm. she is wearing a fucking tux and looks great. She's yeah, she, I was like, yes, Janine in a tux. Like, like, go for it. 
Yeah, I was here. I was here for it. I love her look. Um, and so they have a musical of the vowels with the mm-hmm. I do's. And Kurt, Piggy, of course, sings hers I do's with no hesitancy. When it comes time for Kermit to say his I do's, he kind of hesitates and then he does it. Mm-hmm. And um, the priest announced them frog and pig. Frog and pig. Which is not really a legal proclamation. It's more of an observation. I mean, yeah, sure, whatever. And the crowd goes wild, and that's the end of the movie. Right, so Piggy, like, secretly uh, snuck him into being married on stage. In like, front of a crowd. In front of a crowd with a real priest. Yeah. 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 And, and the, some, some real counseling. Yeah, I mean, she is kind of terrible. She's kind of terrible. I'm going to argue that uh, Kermit is also kind of terrible. They're they deserve each other, kind they do. of. But they're also... both kind of garbage Muppets. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me the Electric Mayhem show. Yes, I want an Electric Mayhem show in the style of Spinal Tap or something like that. Please, absolutely. Like, I want to learn about all the other drummers that like exploded before Animal was yeah. able to come on set, and like because he's indestructible. Or a Fozzie version of My Boyfriend's Girlfriend. Or my girlfriend's boyfriend. Maybe, maybe. That's a Mike Birbiglia cut. Like, you're going to have to look that up. It's out there. Sure, sure. Or, um, maybe. Yeah, or, um, Behind the Candelabra starring Ralph. Ooh. It's the Liberace biopic. The Liberace biopic. Yeah, like, I'm here for all this, like, weird Muppet content. Yeah, I think, I think we need to tap that. Um, so anyway, what did you learn? Did you learn anything? I learned some really questionable things about relationship and consent. Right. Also, uh, the job market in the 80s in New York. It was apparently pretty... Uh, I think at one point, Kermit had at least three jobs. Right. And I was like, he's been here for 24 hours. He has three goddamn jobs. I was like, was... as a very elder millennial, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm mad at fuck? this. <laughs> yeah, because he, work- he was working at Pete's. Uh, and then, well, uh, his he had not had his job from Pete's rescinded when he was picked up as the... Producer for Manhattan Melody and star of Manhattan Melodies. Right. And then both of those were still active when he was amnesia and was working in the ad agency. Right. And he so like three jobs. People one are frog, just throwing jobs at frogs one all over the place. One qualified frog. Right. But they he did good, have a college education. They had a good feeling about him. He didn't remember he had a college education. That's fair. So, I mean, not for his fanciest job. Right. I, I feel like job college education was optional for the waiting. But yeah. also, I know some very highly educated waiters. Same. So, Same. there's that. Ah, yeah. That would be, what know, did we learn? I don't think we learned anything. Not really. But it was an enjoyable movie. Yeah. This was also, like, one of the last films before the Great Muppet Split Schism. Oh, the Great Muppet Schism. The Great Muppet Schism is when Sesame Workshop... And the Jim Henson Company spun out because Jim Henson was for profit. Sesame Workshop was then not for profit. Mm-hmm. And then things get really complicated of trying to balance. But Kermit two always entities. was in both places. Yeah, more or less. He would appear as as a special as a special on loan kind of character to mm-hmm. the Sesame Workshop. It's it's fascinating. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. But that's why that's why there's not a lot of crossover because. You have when you have a for-profit and a not-for-profit branch. Just the taxes get well. Crazy. If Kermit shows up on Sesame Street, is that an ad for the Muppet Movie? Right. And then are you 
are you getting advertise? You know, you're you're making a link from this not for profit to the movie that might cause a kid to say, "Hey, mom, can we go see the Kermit movie?" And that's complicated. But at the same time, he was already a con- mostly generally they're Sesame Workshop. They're like, "You're doing." great work just like let's just keep not, doing it let's not let's think not, about this too hard let's not rock the boat let's just let you guys do what you do and we'll be awesome okay cool great carry on mm-hmm. but um yeah that was a whole thing but this was one of the last times when the sesame workshop characters show up in force in the background yeah of the and a lot, they're all there for the wedding exactly so i don't know it's kind yeah. of interesting so yeah it was fine it was fine it was fine. fine. It, was, it was, again, not the great Muppet caper. Not the great Muppet caper, which is, not I'm going to say, the best Muppet movie of all time. Again, not Muppet Christmas Carol, which mm-hmm. is the greatest Muppet adaptation movie of all time. Right. I, I agree with both of those. Um, But it was fine. It, it was, was fine. Adequate. It did what it did. Yeah. Also, Joan Rivers. Also, Jen Rivers. Rivers. Also, so also many like great eighties wigs for Miss Piggy. Oh yeah, totally. She's got she's got some real looks. She does. She knows how to use it. It's true. So, all right. Well, on that note, please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly. <laughs>